0: crush the rush collective. In this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, we're chatting all about confidence, productivity, and strategy in a very special collaboration episode, and I have special guest Whitney Abraham here. Whitney is a business and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs that run their businesses online, and in just three years, she's built a seven-figure coaching business from her living room while raising two toddlers. Hello. I know you guys can relate to this. So having previously spent a decade raising millions of dollars for other organizations, Whitney's ex Expertise revolves around sales and marketing and leveraging social media to scale businesses. But her passion lies in building confidence in female business owners. In working with thousands of women, she's found the lack of confidence keeps most women from hitting six figures in their business revenue, which is something that we talk about today. Whitney was named the confidence coach to watch by Yahoo Finance, and she's committed to changing the number of women making significant income on their terms to doing purpose work. Guys, this episode is just chocked full of information. We talk about how to get started in business, your formula for success, confidence, how to stay motivated, and more. And this truly shows the importance of collaboration and community, which is something we have been talking about nonstop on this podcast for weeks. So I hope you love this episode and Whitney as much as I do. Hi, I'm Whitney.
1: And I'm Holly. And we're doing something a little different today. I'm
0: so excited. Whitney and I are pairing together to talk to you about productivity and strategy and confidence, which I think is the perfect topic for the new year. And we're doing it together.
1: You know, part of running a business online feels so... Isolating, And it feels so alone. And it's so fun for me to be able to be in the room, be with somebody who gets it, who understands sort of all of the hardship of what we're going through and what really matters and what we're trying to build. And it's, I think, both Holly's Hope and my hope that through this conversation, you feel a little bit less alone in the things that you're going through to try and build the business of your dreams, too. So this is a very fun moment.
0: It is. And we're both <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio. So we are like literally in person eyeballs in, in a podcast studio, which feels super fun fancy to me because I'm usually just like in my office or the closet, um, which does feel sort of alone sometimes. So I think let's dig in and share our stories Mm because I know this is going to be airing on both of our um, podcast platforms. So Whitney, I'm going to ask you first, how did you get started? And tell us a little bit about you.
1: You know, I was this serial unsatisfied woman, right? So I would start a job. I spent a decade in high pressure fundraising and I would start a job and I would like six six months into it, I'd be, you know? just totally over it. Um, even if it was a high um, passion project for me, even if I was excited about what I was fundraising for, I would get kind of bored pretty quickly. And I always just thought that something was wrong with me. Like, oh, you're just unsatisfied. You're just never going to love what you do. And that's just who you are. Uh, When really, I just think I was in the wrong industry the entire time. And when I had my first baby, I think that's when everything clicked for me. And I realized, oh, my goodness. Now it's not just me being a little bit uh, blue about the work I do. Now it means leaving a baby behind that you would rather be with to go show up to a job that you're not excited about. And so at that point, I dipped my toes. And when I say dip my toes, I mean aggressively jumped into. Yeah, I was about
0: to say, I don't feel like you're like, just, I'm, not a toe I'm just dipper. gonna try it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I aggressively dipped my toes into entrepreneurship. I started actually a direct selling business. That was my first step into entrepreneurship. Um and I went pretty hard and pretty fast because I had a goal in mind, right? I wanted to be able to come home and be with my baby. So I was able, by the time I had my second kiddo 20 months later, was able to leave that job and come home and be with them. And from that point forward, it's been a series of incredible gut-oriented moves in entrepreneurship that have turned into a very successful coaching practice and a membership and accelerators and digital products and all of these incredible things. But it all started from this place of a willingness to say, yes, you can pursue Something that lights you on fire and you're not wrong or broken for wanting that.
0: Yeah, I love how you said gut wrenching because I feel like you are never ready for that next step. And we were talking about that right before this. But you kind of just know, you kind of just know what the next step is even before you're ready.
1: If you're willing to listen to your body, if you feel like you're going to poop your pants and throw up, that's the <laughs> sign that you're right. on, the, on the path of the right thing. You just have to be brave enough to follow it.
0: Great. Then I know we're on the right path because I feel like I feel like that every single day. Holly's so. just holding
1: barf all day, every day. I know,
0: right? <laughs> like, oh my God, what's going to happen today?
1: I wish so. I could tell you it goes away. But even whenever it's like you're totally all in on yourself, it never, ever goes away. Like you're always just making one barfy decision after another. (laughs) That's
0: going to be our quote. Yes. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Okay. So tell me about how you decided to start building your own thing. Because I think our journeys, there are some tandem similarities, but there's some differences too. Yeah.
0: So similar start. So I started in network marketing about six years ago now. My girls were about 18 months. And I just had this poll that I wanted to do something for myself. And at the time, I I didn't even know really what the word entrepreneurship meant at that point, except I had just finished my master's degree. um, And I remember sitting in the back of the class because I was... Older and tired, and I was like, Why am I taking all of these classes now? And Jenny from Jenny's Ice Cream, which, if you're in Columbus or I think she's nationwide now, she's just amazing to follow. She's Bible. Yeah, her journey is really, really cool. But she came and spoke to us, and she was talking about not ice cream, but like the vision and the brand and the impact that she wanted to make through her business, which is ice cream. And I was like, That's what I want to do. Not that I wanted to make ice cream, but I had no idea what that would look like. So it kind of just like stuck in the back of my head for a really long time. And through my corporate job, I started women's leadership groups and started to see the impact that I could have by teaching other women what I was doing and how I was doing it. So long story short, in January of 2020, I was like, you know what? I I can do this. Like I have the skills. I've seen it work with Fortune 500 companies. Like I'm going to do it. So I gave myself a year challenge and said in one year, You do everything, like, again, not dipping your toes, but you go, like, full in and you see what happens. And in March is when COVID hit. So it was kind of like, oh, wow, that's not what I planned on happening. But we kept going, Um, launched the podcast. So I really built my community and company around community. The podcast sort of took off, and then I just kept listening to what people were saying. And so it started with a course, which then led to a membership, which then led to a mastermind, which then led to a product. I mean, it has been like a whirlwind 18 months. Like, I really can't even believe it's only been 18 months. Um, But it started from that gut feeling, which I think is what we were talking about before, is I just knew that I had to do something different and I knew that I wanted to make an impact, and I had now my girls at home who are, like, packing planners and watching me teach people, and it's, like, so inspiring. And they're like, well, I want to do that when I grow up. And I'm like, heck, yeah, you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a really cool process. Not an easy road by any means because I still do work full-time, Um but, yeah, that's kind of how we got to where we are now.
1: You know, it's interesting because we had talked about, you know, going into entrepreneurship and wanting to be our own bosses and all those things. And I think both you and I can attest to the fact that it wasn't like we started our own business because we wanted to be in charge, right? Right. <laughs> like, I think we started our business from this place of wanting deeper purpose in our work and wanting wanting to have a mission that we were on fire for and wanting to make a bigger impact. And so I have had lots of conversations with with people who who are coming at it from a different place, are coming at it from this place of, I just want to be in charge of my time. And while that's okay to want those things, I don't think if you are going to have a successful business, that that can be the driving force for you. Right. Because you're going to start to get resentful and you're not going to have something that means more to you to keep you going when you're about to barf. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think also it's not an easy path, right? I mean, there are so many people even now And my friends, my family, they're all like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, why wouldn't you just stay on the path that, like, everyone else is on? And I think when you see the impact that you can make, like, I literally could see my clients' lives change. It has nothing to do with income. It's like they're happier and they have a schedule that works for them and they're doing something that they love. And eventually the income will come. Mm -hmm. um, And I think that, that really sort of drives you.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to screw this up because I don't know who said it, but we're going to go back for the show notes and we'll figure out who really said this. Right. (laughs) But like the whole idea of if you want to have, you know, fulfilling work, make it about someone else, not yourself.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Another good quote. Okay, so I know one of the things that you're known for is sort of your success formula. So let's talk about that and what that looks like.
1: Yeah. So here's what was happening. I was noticing in every single conversation that I was having with my clients that they had... Access to the strategies that I was giving them. They had... A roadmap in front of them of what to do to be successful to build a business, but something was keeping them from pulling triggers and it was their lack of confidence. And so the more work I did, the more I realized, oh my God, this is the thing. This is the thing that keeps them from getting where they want to go. And I can give them all of the skills and the strategies in the world, but if they aren't willing to take the step, there's no way they're going to be successful. And so I actually centered a lot of my coaching practice and a lot of my curriculum around confidence, because quite frankly, if we can't get you to a place where you're willing to pull a trigger. nothing's going to happen in your business. So through all of this uh, work, you know, built a podcast around confidence, all of these different things, um, we've realized that there's a a formula to confidence, and that's positive self-talk plus action plus repetition. So so if you find yourself feeling insecure or worried or nervous about taking the next big step, leaning into the barf, (laughs) Um, if you find yourself worried about doing that, the formula is positive self-talk. So talk yourself up. We all have an inner critic. They all say hateful, mean things. We have to work on reparenting that inner critic a little bit. So say something to yourself that you actually believe is true. That's positive, right? So you don't have to say, ah, oh, you've got this. But you could possibly say, no matter what happens, I know you'll be okay. Oh, I love that. Truth matters when it comes to affirmations, because if you're just spouting like rainbows and daisies, you're not going to believe it. You have to believe in your guts that whatever you're saying is deeply true. So positive self-talk that you actually believe. Then action Because you and I both know that if you don't ever pull a trigger, you're not going anywhere. Right. So you have to rip the bandaid and actually take action. There's so many resources available to you on how to do this. Mel Robbins is a really good one. Five, four, three, two, one. Right. Just rip the darn bandaid, pull it off. Um, But you have to take action. And then when it's done, I always like to say to my clients, great. Did you die? (laughs) And they say no. And then that's when we repeat it and we do it again. So positive self-talk plus action plus repetition is what builds confidence over time.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think the positive self-talk, I actually do this every morning. Um, I d- I'm really bad at journaling. I try really hard, but it's it. I do it, but it's not like the, my best practice. But I do write affirmations out, and I, that's a great one. And a lot of times I'll say something like, you're exactly where you need to be. Or something that's like, it's not perfect, and there are a million other things that need to get done, but you are exactly where you need to be. And if you focus on where you're at and just how to get to that, like, next step, like taking the action, then I feel like that momentum over time really can help you gain confidence because you're doing it over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. actually see results.
1: And so on the flip side, Holly, you are so much more focused around systems and strategies to give you success. So while while my vantage point is a little bit more mindset and sort of tricking yourself into taking action, yeah. you're focused much more on the tactical part. So talk to me about your formula for success.
0: Yeah. So my method actually does start with mindset. So if you actually have my planner, it does start with affirmations and like a little piece of mindset, because I feel like if you before you do anything, like you have to believe that you can do it. Um, But because I have a very limited schedule and limited time to work a business, I have to be like super focused. Like there is no time to mess around. So if I have an hour and a half a day, like this is what I need to do. So in my sort of method, I work really hard to stay focused on like, what's the one thing that I can do today. So it might be, I talk about theme days a lot, like Mondays are CEO days. So I'm doing like boss things like filming a podcast or um, checking financials or things like that. And then maybe the next day might be client day. And so all I'm doing is focusing on clients. I'm not like switching between things. So that way I'm able to stay focused. Um, I also have very set business hours. And I know people hear this all the time and they're like, oh, well, that's not a secret. and It's not. But how often do you actually follow it? So if you truly follow strict business hours, you can get so much done. And I'm talking like, Turn off the notifications, don't have 8,000 things going off in the background, like lock yourself in a closet if you need to and like do something for an hour and you will be amazed at how much you can get done. Most things I have found take 20 to 30 minutes, not two hours. Now, there are obviously things that will take a little bit longer, but it's that like simple, repeatable routine, like keep it simple. You don't need complicated things to make an impact and make a big difference um, so that's really what I try to focus on again, because I do have very limited time and I wanna see that momentum grow, which goes back to building confidence and believing in myself because I'm seeing the results over little tiny steps along the way.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important uh, that people hear this from you know, from someone like me who has all the time in the world to run her business, right? I mean, my business is my only job. My kids are in day here, right? So my sole focus during business hours is my business. And also from you who has many other things on your plate and have limited time if you overcomplicate Yeah, whatever it is that you're trying to pull off you are screwing yourself right? because I have seen so many clients that have all the time in the world and we will work on building them a time block for based on their life based on their capacity there's actually I don't know if we've talked about this before but like the way that I sort of triage what task I'm going to do when based on my mental capacity and my environment and all this stuff but we go through this exercise where we figure out okay when is it best for you to do this Mm -hmm. when is it best for you to do that and we put it in place and we try and keep it as simple as we can but the More, The more they seem to put extra blocks on their calendar, the harder it seems for them to stick to it. And so if we can simplify and we can make it really, really streamlined so it's like this is when you're creating, this Mm -hmm. is when you're executing, right, you're much more likely to be successful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, if you're switching between like all the things during the day, like it's hard enough. So if you just have one thing that you can say like, hey, today I want to do this and I'm going to be successful because I'm going to get this one thing done you'll really start to see um, the difference. And it's so simple. And I think that's where people don't believe me because they're like, well, that's too simple. Like it needs to be more complicated, but it really doesn't.
1: And it's not just that. I think it's everything in your business. We overcomplicate everything. We think about email marketing and we think about mm-hmm. launch strategy and all these things. And we we think that because we don't know every part of it or don't know how to get the result that we want that it ha- that must mean that it's super complicated and we're just not doing the exact right six-digit code. Right? No, I it's codes. probably because you're overcomplicating things and you need to just take a step back and remember what has to get done here and focus on those things. Um, and I love that you bring up repeatable because for me as a business coach if we can't figure out a way to create repetition in our business we're never going to see the signs of things that are working and things that are not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And repetition, I think, could be anything. I mean, you talk about funnels and systems and all of that, but a lot of times you don't need that to be successful at first. I mean, I think eventually, yes, you need things to help you automate, mm-hmm. but you don't have to get lost in like the shiny tools of like, I know I love a good Trello board or ClickUp or whatever, but a piece of paper works just as fine mm-hmm. and you could get just as much done. So
1: I see so many women getting caught in this trap that they need a website, that they need a funnel or a lead magnet. And I was like, no, you need the ability to get on the internet, talk about what you do, show mm-hmm. the value, and then give someone a place to check out. That's what you need. Even if it's a PayPal link. That's like, what I bootstrapped.
0: Yeah. I just told my Mastermind members this because we were talking about lead pages and stuff. And I was like, when I first started, I had a podcast and I had a PayPal business checkout link. That was it. My website currently is only a year old. Like I didn't even have one. And I literally would just talk to people and then I would send them the free PayPal link and it works fine.
1: I am just now five years into owning my own business. I am just now investing in a digital marketing team to build out a fancy schmancy website yeah. just now. I run a seven figure practice. Yeah. Don't get don't get caught into the lie. You do not need it. You can do so many incredible things with some bootstrap. Zapier is around for a reason. We can make things talk to each other. Oh, my God.
0: We need a whole podcast on that topic (laughs) alone. Okay. So let's pivot a little bit. Mm And What would you tell somebody going into business right now?
1: Mm, Be ready to work harder and for it to take longer than you mentally think you're prepared for.
0: Yeah. I think the take longer that can be applied to anything, right? Like even just setting up that like business PayPal link, like you think it's going to take 10 minutes. It'll probably take you a half hour, right? Like it's just all the things just, end up taking a little bit longer than you expected. And that's okay. Like it's not going to happen overnight.
1: We live in this culture that makes it really hard for us to do that, right? We're used to getting packages on our doorstep in 18 hours after we order them. We're used to um, getting on the internet and watching somebody else basically explode out of nowhere, right? That's what we think it is. But really what we don't see are the years and years of hard work where they're working two jobs, the years and years of, them second guessing whether or not their thing was going to take off. You know, you don't see every part of that. And that's why a lot of the work that I do is so focused on mindset work because it is the job that is never done. You will always have to be working on your mindset as you reach new levels in your business. I would say, quite frankly, that the more success I've seen, the harder I've had to work at keeping my mind right.
0: I would agree we were just talking about that before this as well because we have some big projects coming in 2022 and I was (laughs) like I think that's the word like I feel like I'm gonna throw up like every Mm -hmm. day like I just am like can I keep going can we keep going at this pace like what are people gonna think what are people gonna do and I don't think that always comes through in social media as open as you try to be like you don't see the like 5 a.m., I can't sleep, I need to get up and work all the time, even though you know that you shouldn't be doing that kind of um, effort. I just
1: felt such peace wash over me knowing that I'm not the only person (laughs) that does that literally this morning. I woke up and I was like, oh, God, I have so much to do. I should just get up now.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, the list is never ending. Um, I I think that's what I would tell people as well. And I would also say you don't have to have it all to make an impact. Like going back to keeping things simple Like you don't need the fancy things to make an impact. And you see the fancy things. And like I have some fancy things now and you have some fancy things now, but it took a really long time. Like if you add up five years of network marketing plus 18 months of a business, what is that, like seven years of 5 a.m. mornings? Like it has not been overnight.
1: And, you know, you spend all of this time working and building and growing for something. If you don't do the work to whether it's writing it down or whether it's recording something like, please, for the love of God, even if you're not good at journaling, write down what you want and what you're going after so that whenever you get there, you can remember what you've done because I have had so many moments that have been revolutionary for my soul. Like I tell the story that I was walking my daughter to the bus stop um, with my husband and my husband, I was able to bring home from his corporate job so that he could pursue his own business. Mm -hmm. And You know, I dreamed of that. I wrote that down in a journal of my perfect day. I literally sat down and I wrote down my perfect day where we would drop our kids off at the bus and then we would walk home and we would you know, go and do our purpose work and we'd have lunch together. And then we'd go back and do our work and we'd pick our kids up from school. And when we did that, we would be spending family time together. And I freaking did that, but I wouldn't have remembered. I wouldn't have recognized it if I didn't take the time to do the exercise to write down what I really wanted. So please do that because you're going to have moments where you forget just how much you've done and just how far you've come. And you need to remember that in order to keep focused on where you're headed.
0: Yeah, so I totally want to ask a tangible question, but, like, where do you write all that stuff down? Because for me, I get these, like, random thoughts on the Peloton at, like, 6 a.m., and then I, like, put them in my notes app. And then in the, when I sit down to journal, I'll just go through and, like, pull them out and then write them down. This is
1: going to sound erotic. Um <laughs> I love paper goods. I love journals and planners and notebooks more than life, like literally metallic pens and a freshly printed paper good is my love language. So I used to buy a bunch of journals and then fill out like two pages and then never yeah. use them again. So now what I have is I have an affirmations journal where I write out all the things that I like, you know, I run. I'm a New, York's, New York Times bestselling author, like all these things that I write down that I want to be, right? Yeah. Every day I have a practice where I write down who I I'm going to be in the future. That's one journal alone. alone. The only thing that goes into that book are those thoughts. Then I have a journal where I write out all the things that I really want for my life. So it's much more of like a conversational, um, you know, this is what I want my life to look like. And this is what I, what I want my impact to look like. And it's much more free form, right? So I keep them separate. And then of course, you know, planners and all those things, those are different, but those have individual separate homes. Yeah. So that I can keep them isolated. So when my mindset's bad yeah. and I need to remember just how much I've done, I'll go back to one of them and I'll pull it out and I'll read it, especially mostly if I'm having mindset issues, I'll go back to that one where it's free form and I'm writing out dreams of like what I want my life to look like and the experiences that I want my family to have and the the impact I want my work to have, yeah. all that good stuff.
0: I do love a good sparkly pen and writing things down. I actually have one more journal in addition to that and I call it the wow journal and I will write down good things that have happened like, if somebody sends me an email or somebody will be like, thank you, or, like, something big happens so that when I'm having those days where I'm like, oh, my God, this is just not going anywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not working, then I can, like, open that up and be like, no, it really is working, like, you are doing okay, um, and it's a good reminder, so.
1: I have that on my phone. It's a folder. Actually, I just I screenshot it. So if it's a DM, if it's an email, anything, I screenshot it, and the folder's called Proof. Oh, I love that. Because sometimes we, it's, yeah, we'll use it for marketing, right? We'll use it for that, but more for you, proof that what you're doing is working.
0: Yeah. So we're kind of talking a little bit about dream business. So what is something currently that your dream business looks like or something that you're really excited about going into next year?
1: You know, I have spent the vast majority of 2021 undoing a lot of Um, hustle mentality and expectations around what my business will look like. And in that work, I've noticed some threads that I'm excited to pursue that have literally nothing to do with business coaching. And at first, like if you'd asked me last year, I would have been like, well, no, that's not on brand. You can't do that. You can't like have a serious pivot on the side and still continue to do what it is that you're doing. And all of that undoing therapy work. God, get into therapy, y'all. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, but like all all of that hard work is is strengthening the confidence muscle in me that I can pursue literally anything that I want to pursue. So when I think about my dream business, it's one that literally grows as I grow. And it ebbs and it flows and it changes as I change as a person. And part of the really cool thing about the kinds of businesses that you and I have built is that they're built on top of personal brands.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that
1: allows us the ability to pivot and change them if we need to.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would even say as an example, like if you go back and look at my business a year and a half ago, it looks different now than mm-hmm. it did then. I'm still talking about the same things, but it's grown as I've grown. I think my clients have grown as I've grown and I'm sure your clients um, have as well. So that's, that's very cool.
1: So when you think about your dream business, what does that look like?
0: Yeah. Tricky question. Um, so for me, I think it's more, it's finding more freedom, um, which we're getting close to. So my ultimate goal is like a three day work week. Like I feel like when I write in my journal in the morning, it's like, I want to go to yoga class at like eight 30 after I take the girls and put them on the bus. And then I want to go make an impact like you said, for however many hours, but then I want like the evenings to myself and our family. And so it's, it really does come down to that freedom. And like, how do you structure your business and your goals and your family goals all around that? Mm -hmm. Um, I think tangibly, it's a mix of coaching and strategy. And I mean, I love glittery pens and paper products. So like, (laughs) we're hoping that that expands too. Um, And yeah, that's what we're working towards.
1: And, you know, I think for those of you listening that are maybe out of love with a part of your business, uh, one piece of advice I think Holly and I probably would both give you is don't ignore that for too long. Don't push off that I'm out of love with this um, feeling until you get to a place where you're resentful, because then that's whenever things start to break a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You being out of love with a part of your business means that you get to look critically at how you can change it to be in love with it again.
0: Yeah. I love that. You know, and I can use the planner as an example because like how many planners are there in the world? There's like millions probably. And so when you look on paper of, Hey, I'm going to create this planner and you have a really small business and not a huge following, it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. at all, but we've sold out every single time, Mm -hmm. every single time. And it's because I love paper and sparkly pens. I'm passionate about it. You guys love it as well. And like, It just works. So it doesn't have to always make sense on paper Mm -hmm. as long as it like going back to the beginning of like that gut feeling of like, this is what people are asking for. And I know it's going to help somebody. And even if it helps one person, like that's enough to try it, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. And speaking of what people are asking for, um, (laughs) one of the things that I really (laughs) noticed in conversations with people in this last year is that like, I'll have a client that will come to me and say, I really want to build X. And I'll say, great. Who's been asking you about it? And if they can't give me proof that people are interested in that thing or people are asking questions about the thing, I'm like, okay, then we need to start asking them questions about whether or not they need it and whether or not they'll use it. Because the last thing I want is for somebody to build something that their audience is not interested in. I mean, yes, you say that it doesn't make sense on paper, but it does, Holly, because you asked the right questions and you knew that when you did it. There were people who were interested in it. So don't go building a course or a product or something without proof that there's somebody out there that's saying, yeah, this would really solve a problem for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. I teach that too. I'm like, ask questions now. Don't mm-hmm. spend hours building something when you have no idea if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And we even, you know, going into like a tangible example, like I would hand out like free PDFs of the planner. I'd be like, hey, try this. Does this does this help you? And that's how it came to where it is now. Mm.
1: Um
0: As we wrap up, how do you stay
1: motivated? I don't. Mm -mm. (laughs) I think motivation is such a dangerous lie um, because it makes us feel like if we're not motivated and on fire all the time, there's something wrong with us or we're lazy or um, God, just a whole host of other terrible mindset things that we can spiral and think of. I specifically get triggered around the word motivated because I put so much pressure in the early stages of my business to be always motivated. And if I wasn't, then I was constantly like, okay, well, what podcast can I listen to to fire me up? Okay, well, what personal development book can I read to get my mind in the right place? Okay, well, what sort of exercise routine do I need to do so that I have more energy, right? When really all I needed to do was just listen to myself. And if I was unmotivated, it really meant that I needed a break. A
0: break, yeah. It
1: meant that I needed to breathe and to take a step back and I was trying to literally force myself out of what my body needed in order to be quote unquote successful so for me the answer is I don't stay motivated but I have put in place practices that help me be more disciplined which helps me keep moving moving forward in the right direction even if I'm not totally on fire for every single part of it and then I I've learned to really listen to myself about those unmotivated parts and say what is this coming from And why are we feeling this way? And what might make it better? What might make me more excited?
0: Yeah, I love that. I I think that's a great way to describe. I think I'm probably more disciplined than motivated uh, because I think, I mean, everyone has days where you're just like, oh, my gosh, why? I can't do this today. And I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of going back to like what you see and what actually happens behind the scenes is very, very different. Um, and putting in that discipline of like I always say like okay you can have one or two days where you're just off and like you're not doing the thing but like don't miss two days right like if you miss more than two days of doing those like things that are going to move the needle then maybe something needs to change. Um, I think the other thing that has helped keep me motivated I call it white space but like most weekends I'm not on social media and for me that was like I felt like my body was gonna like shut down. Cause mm-hmm. I, when you start in network marketing and some other um, businesses, like you're just taught that you have to be on all the time. And I think like I had to retrain my brain that you don't. And so when, and half the time when I'm off, I'm like, oh, I don't wanna get back on. Like mm-hmm. it's so quiet. And I feel like that's where some of my best ideas come from and where I get re motivated. Mm. Um, So that's the advice I would give.
1: I love it. Okay, so what's on the horizon for you and your company in 2022?
0: Yeah, so we're growing. We have a team now officially. We actually have a Slack channel, which made me feel super official. Um, I hired my husband, and um, we have a director of community operations now. So it's not just me, which is a little scary, but exciting. Um, And really working on growing and expanding um, our membership. So that's really what I want to get into more. And the planner. Um, For those of you that have my planner, we work with an awesome company um, called North and Third. And I've been helping them grow and scale. And they've been helping me. And so we have some partnerships coming.
1: So we'll see where it leads. Oh, my God. That's so fun. Yeah.
0: Sparkly glitter pens.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. Sparkly glitter pens for all. You guys, there's confetti in her planner boxes. It just makes it super joyful the minute that you open it.
0: That's good. That was the whole point. Like, I feel like, you know, your mornings and your routine should be joyful. Like, you should have more joy in what you're doing. So... How about you? What's your big goal?
1: You know, in 2022, the focus with Whitney Abraham & Co. is going to be moving towards more evergreen systems for the things that we already have, as well as a lot more um, digital product and courses as opposed to coaching. I am effing killer at a launch, but that will run you into the ground (laughs) if you are in a a literal launch mode all the time. And so I am recognizing the toll on my mind and my body uh, from doing that literally every single month for the launch, launch candidates that we have in our business. So we'll be moving a couple of those programs into evergreen funnels, which is very exciting. We've been testing and testing for the last year uh, of getting those right. So that's exciting. Um, and then some, like I kind of teased before, some side projects that are totally like left field from business coaching. I I haven't told my audience this today, but by the time this podcast comes out, I will have told them I'm writing a romance novel and it's really Yay! good. That's it's amazing. Really good. And I am so excited about creating something that has nothing to do with anything other than just like joy. joy. mm. I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: What a great way to end a podcast in December, talking about joy. Mm, so fun. I love. Okay, that. I do have one question. So at the end of it, all of my podcasts, we always ask a couple questions, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you one, and okay. that is, what was is your current morning routine?
1: Okay, so it's different than it used to be, and I'm leaning into it being okay because it's a season of life. My children are a little bitty, and so typically um, before the kids were a little bitty. I would be getting up really early and getting work done. But today I let my kids come and get in bed with me in the morning and I spent 15 minutes snuggling with them and sort of memorizing their sweet little features yeah. and being with them. And then I get them up and get them out the door. And then work starts at 8 a.m. for me um, before I used to get up really early when my kids were babies yeah. and get some things done when I had to stay home with them. But now that they go to school, I don't have to do that. So yeah. it's a really chill morning routine, but I do not look at my phone until 9 a.m.
0: That is like a dream. Mm -hmm. Okay, last question. What's the last like binge-worthy Instagram swipe up? Like you had to have it purchase?
1: Oh my God. I don't know. I'm terrible because I don't consume content at all. Like I literally do not watch engage consume. Yeah, It's probably hurting my engagement, rate, Quite <laughs> frankly, but I can't, I, I cannot. Mean,
0: that sounds like a pretty awesome goal. Uh,
1: I cannot, um, with, with engagement, um, and emails. I basically just like quit all of those things as Holly can attest to. It's very hard to pin your girl down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the last, like, Oh my God, I have to have it swipe up thing. So I work with I, this is so bougie this sounds so, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. i work with a stylist she actually is here in columbus her name oh, is candace reid followed
0: her this is another thing that we have to do another episode about she
1: is so amazing and literally everything that she gets me is like so luxurious and wonderful and bougie and it fits me perfectly and no one ever said anything about anything i wore until candace came into the picture and then people now at easton will roll down their window and be like i love your boots oh yeah i love that so Everything she does for me is swipe-up worthy to me, and I could not recommend her enough, and it felt like the silliest um, splurge in the planet, but it's been revolutionary. Um, Have you ever just tried on jeans, and every single pair fit you, right?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, it's because a
1: stylist knew exactly what your size was and picked exactly the right size out first. It'll change your life.
0: We need to talk more about this. (laughs) Yay, Whitney. This has been so
1: much fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm so thankful to be able to have these kinds of conversations with other women who are building big business and so excited to watch what you do in 2022.
0: I know. Me, too. We're going to have to think of more ways to collaborate. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And
1: we'll talk to you guys soon.
0: And because of that, I wanted to just get to know you better. So I would love it if you would head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and tell me what you think of this episode. You can text me, voice message me, send me a video, email me and ask me anything. I'm a real human and yes, it's me on the other end answering the messages. So I would love to know, like, what did you like about this episode? What would you like to hear more about? Did something resonate with you? Or maybe inside this episode, I gave you a keyword to learn more. If I did, you can just pop this keyword into the chat. And this is a way for us to connect and chat more. So just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat. And I can't wait to hear from you.